Joan Rivers, if you want to hold a mirror up to society's face, and it better be fixed, and point out the humorous aspects of life, what do you see? If you want to bring a light to the frustrations of everyone that everyone faces in life, if you want to find the things in common that we all share and find humor in them, if you want to tell people, you've got to understand that whatever has happened to me has happened in your lives. Others have suffered the same things. We're able to move on with the help of a good laugh or two. You know what that is? That's a job description of a profession known as comedian. And here are three men who fill that bill who are all different kinds of comedians, all so smart, so funny. And, of course, we'll be talking very seriously today, right? First of all, we have uh, Dion Cole, who is wonderful, comes from the south side of Chicago. He's a comic, a comedy writer, and an actor. He was hired, which I think is so fascinating, to become a full-time staff writer on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien after he did a stand-up comedy routine, which I think is great. TV Guide has subsequently thanked Conan for transferring one of the writers into a full-fledged comedy, wonderful, soon-to-be legend, I think. Then we're going to be talking, here we go next, with Reza Farahan. Reza uh, was raised in Beverly Hills. He is enjoying his third season on the hit reality series, Shaws of Sunset. In real life, he was and still is a real estate agent. He's very openly gay, has a, having a great time. He's a reality star. He's funny. He hosts and anchors the touring, and this sounds like a laugh, all Iranian comedian show. Oh, I'm buying a ticket for that called Shaws of Comedy. I love you so much. He's also a regular at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood and so funny. And last but not least is my darling friend, Billy Eichner, comedian, actor, writer, host, who really recently garnered his first Emmy nomination for Outstanding Game Show host in his critically acclaimed comedy game show, Funny or Die, Billy on the Street. <laughs> on the Street, I'm Fuse. And he's just brilliant. He's on TV and many, many things. And he's also now on Parks and Recreation, okay, as well as lending his voice to Fox's popular animated comedy, Bob's Burgers, all three men, very different, very funny, not one wasp in the group. <laughs> and what does that tell us? Does that tell us comedy is from, you're talking to a Jew, one is a black, one is a, a what, are I, what are you, a hip? Well, Persian, Persian, which I love that term, Persian, okay. Uh, we're all something different. And Billy, what are you? I'm gay Tall. also. So, so we're two all gays? Exactly the same. How come suddenly there's so many gay comics around? And I'm like, I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I always thought comedy was a very masculine field. And suddenly, uh, it's not anymore. Look how quiet well, you all three have gotten. Let's have Dion after that. Well, Dion is straight. It's hard. It's hard. For, it's hard. That's, that's what makes it great when you have people who backs are against the wall that they, they make for great comedy. Gays, black, female. And when you, and when you have a black gay female, you don't get all the money. Oh, my God, if Rosie O'Donnell was just black, <laughs> she would push Oprah right off that seat. <laughs> but, Joan, you can't be the only one who can say fag and the N-word. You need the fag to say fag, and you need the black people to, the African-Americans to say the N-word, and 
you know, you yeah. got to mix it up. That's why we're here. But it's only been lately, truly, for a long, long time, when you think back, it was Bob Hope. <clears throat> you couldn't be whiter or more was. There was Johnny Carson. There was David. There is David Letterman. And the women were mostly uh, lesbians, which are like strong guys. Right. I would just, I would just like to say I, I had sex with Bob Hope many times. <laughs> and? Many times. <laughs> and where would you put him on the sex chart? One to ten. Was, well, he, somewhere between... was he sensitive? <laughs> Did he pay you? All right, let me ask all of you guys. <laughs> I, I know each one of you individually, and we're all sitting out, which is also very interesting and very current. We're all calling from different cities, calling in to talk to me. Um, we're all funny. When did you know you were funny, and is it DNA? Let me ask that first. Uh, Dion, tell a little bit about your background, and when did you realize comedy was going to be your door that you went through? Well, I came from Chicago. That's where I'm from, and in Chicago, it's a really tough place, so you had to make light of things. But I never was really a funny dude. I was more of an observationalist. Like, if somebody tripped and fell in front of me and my friends, they'll laugh, but I'll be more like, why didn't they see that chair? Like, it's, it's a red chair right there. Like, why yeah. didn't they see that? And I would break it down more than anything or whatever, and... A friend of mine just was like, man, you should do stand-up, man. We went and tried it, and it worked out or whatever. But, yeah, it, it, it takes – I think all comics come from a dark place. They have a dark place uh, in their lives, and that's what makes it for great storytelling or whatever. But, yeah, that's my background, basically, you know. That's what made me want to get into it, just to release tension and let people know, you know, how I thought about things. What was a dark place you think – what was some well, of the dark things? I was the things? only child. I was the only child, so I had a lot of stuff bottled up in me, you know, and I never really had answers for it, you know. So when when I went on stage, it was it was therapeutic for me to talk about these things that were on my mind, you know, and then people would have answers, and therefore I'll come to a conclusion, you know, and it'll come, like, from dark places. Like, I mean, like, for me being lonely and not having a father and not having no money or whatever it was, I could be able to talk about it, and it seemed to be okay, you know. So that's, right. the, that's what comedy done for me, you know. Now, Razor is just the opposite. You come from a, a, a strange family. Your mother's Hindu and your father's Jewish. That was with some <laughs> no, Passover. Mother. My mom's Muslim. My dad's Jewish. They were rich. I grew up in Beverly Hills, and and I'm Middle Eastern. The only option was either being really funny or being a terrorist. And <laughs> since I'm really funny, I thought I'm gonna run with it. And when did you know you were funny? And when did you know that was gonna be your ticket through life? I knew that I'm I'm not gonna front. I knew I was funny from Jump Street. I, my favorite quote used to be, "I wish I had a friend as funny as me." And, uh, <laughs> and, now, and now that you and I are friends, John, I actually do have a friend that's as funny as me. Which is that, and I love that you knew growing up you were safe. You weren't going to be beheaded. Certainly not least Billy, who was a New York boy. What 
when did you know you were funny and what's your dark place? Um, I, I actually didn't do comedy uh, in terms of stand-up and pure comedy until later in life. A lot of kids who become stand-ups, you know, uh, are doing it nowadays. They start when they're 15, 16, they're doing things online. I was a theater kid. I had a really typical middle-class Jewish upbringing in Queens. I grew up in New York. I went to see a lot of Broadway shows. And I always used to do musicals that were written, but I would improvise. So, which they didn't like. Like, we would be doing Guys and Dolls, which is a famous musical, but I would make up my own line. For example. Uh, to, to try to make it funnier. I don't remember now. Well, I was playing Nathan Detroit, who's like the big gangster, and in the middle I would come out of the closet. Things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> which they didn't like. So eventually I, I, um, I started to do comedy. I don't know what my dark place is. In a way, I think I was an only child, too, but having very loud Jewish parents, I was really overprotected, um, and they definitely thought that I would be a lawyer or a doctor or something. So I think going into show business was my way of being rebellious, I guess, in some way. Where do you guys see yourself? You. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, Billy, Billy, let me ask you a question. You just brought up something. Is there a lot of tough gangster thugs that's gay? Um, are there a lot of tough gangster thugs that gay? Well, Liberace was very tough. <laughs> I don't know if you saw behind the can I don't know if you saw behind the candelabra, but for gay people, that's like our boys in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's a club in LA called Catch One, and you walk in, they're all gay, and they look like Crips and Blood. No joke. <laughs> Where do you Where do you all work? Because I every comic I speak to, and I was on a um, uh, a plane uh, two days ago. There were three comics on the plane. We we're all talking. Everybody works out, whether it's Kathy Griffin or it, it, it's David Letterman. They or Jay Leno. They still go and work out. Do you three work out? I know a razor for you. It's very uh, new, but do you actually go and work out in clubs? Absolutely. I love it. And I have no shame in my game. And luckily, I have like 40 professions. So if I bomb or if I tank, I don't take it personally. And I just feel like it like sharpens my tools and it gets me better at this craft. I just love it. For me, it's a hobby. And I'm just fortunate to have a money-making career that enables me to do it. This is Joan Rivers, by the way. We are speaking with three comedians, Dion Cole, Billy Agda, and Raza Farahan. And we are just talking about comedy. All right, so keep going. I work out at least once a week. If I don't work out, I feel very guilty. What about you, Dion? Or do you write Yeah, more? I get I get weird. I get weird if I don't work out. Like, it's crazy. Like, I start acting funny and acting really weird if I don't work out. I have to work out at least at least once, twice, sometimes three times a week. Like, I have to, you know, especially if I come up with a new bit, everything stops. If I come up with a new bit, I'll go on Burger King and, and snatch the mic. Like, <laughs> like, hey, everybody, like, I don't care. Like, I got to work out somewhere, you know. How do you write? Do you write your jokes? Do you improvise? What's your technique? Billy, you it go for it. It to be. Oh, you go first, Dion, then we'll go to Razor, and then to Billy. It's hard 
because we're not seeing each uh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, ha- it has to be, it, I, I have to, like, it has to be a situation that comes up, either with me or a friend. Something has to happen, and I just got to be like, oh, wow. Like, I was arguing with this girl the other day, and I was like, the way you love me doesn't work for me. And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. And then I started getting a pen, like, right in the middle of our argument. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing it down, and she was just like, what are you doing? So it just, it just take it just takes you know situations that happen you know what about you razor on on your on your reality show are they angry that you're that funny because you're stealing the whole show right away you're sweet it's um, true yeah I mean, they're persians so you know persians are haters by by nature middle easterners <laughs> love to hate so i was doomed from the get-go but my comedy is much more storytelling life experience, you know, growing up gay, half Jewish, half Muslim, and being Middle Eastern, there's a lot of stuff going on in your life that's funny as hell. So I just tell stories about my life. Do you have great rugs in your house? I'm just asking. I do. None of which are on my head, but yes, I do have great (laughs) rugs in my house. And Billy, talk about, because you were the hit uh, I first was very aware of you in Edinburgh. You went to the Edinburgh Festival, and you were just, you took them by storm. But again, you were acting more. But how do you, how do you, do you improvise? Do you write? What do you do? And explain well, Billy on the um, street. Yeah, my show is very heavily improvised. It's pretty much like a, a almost fully improvised show. Billy on the street uh, started out as a series of, you, of videos I did in my stand-up act that I would show, and then... They went viral, and then Funny or Die, Will Ferrell's production company, and I turned it into a TV show. And basically, it's a game show. I I go out on the streets of New York with a small camera team, and I ambush New Yorkers who are going about their day with pop culture trivia questions. And the gimmick is that it is a game show. We do give away money, but the questions are subjective. So for for people to win, for, uh, for example... Um, which makes more sense, Tory spelling or a crop circle? That's one of the questions that we asked recently. And then I ambush someone walking down the street with that question, or even something as simple as who's better, Kate Winslet or Kate Hudson. And if they agree with me, I give them money. But oftentimes they don't. New Yorkers, they yell at me. They don't like that I stop them at all. We get into arguments. And you really don't know what's going to happen. So it's very, very improvised, and I spend a lot of my time now how much doing money, that now. How much money do you give them? A dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and also, don't you sometimes give them, like, pots? Don't you give them, like, other things, too? Yeah, we give, yeah, we give them weird prizes. This upcoming season, we give away all kinds of strange things. We actually made a lot of the prizes this season. We used to give away paper towels and plates and a little sack of potatoes. <laughs> And these people don't know. They think they're going to win a big prize, you know, because they see TV cameras and they think it's a game show and they start thinking it's like Jeopardy or something. And then I give them, you know, toilet paper. <laughs> so, um, and it's funny to get those reactions also. They're not happy with me. Are Does you... anyone hate Go ahead. Does anyone hate you? I would hit you if you gave me toilet oh, paper. Everybody hates them. That's what makes the show so great. Yeah, an old lady recently, I said something sexual to an older lady, and she slapped me right across the face, really hard. But I love that, and that's why the show is very New York in that way. What, what do you, and we're going back to uh, Dion, uh, 
attribute your success to? Explain. You did four minutes on Conan, and he said to Conan, saying, come back and be on the show. He said, come right for me immediately. What did you do that was so spectacular? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, tell about you with the, with the like, notebook. I, think, I mean, like when I like when when I was done, we just went inside my dressing room and talked for a while, and then that was it. And like people were going, "Yo, like he, like you all were talking for a while," and I was just like, "Yeah, he probably does that with everybody." And then the next thing I know, there's like come right and I was like I'm going to bring I brought I brought a pencil and a hairbrush and I was like if I don't write nothing funny I'm going to look very nice <laughs> and, then, and, that, and I did I looked wonderful <laughs> Reza have you ever bombed because you are so funny naturally and now you're standing um, on the stage it's a different thing I have totally bombed. It wasn't on a stage. It was at my, I used to work at Sotheby's International Realty, and I told what I believe to be a hilarious joke at a company meeting with the CFO and all of these managers, and it was a joke about uh, African Americans and how endowed they are, and literally the room, 200 people, dead silent. I got pulled into my manager's office <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, listen, next time you want to tell a joke at a company meeting, make it about rainbows, about money, about dogs, anything, not about African Americans or how well they're endowed. No one, <laughs> appreciated, no one appreciated my joke. Can I ask you something <laughs> and you really don't have to answer, Dion. Are they really? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> look, I'm gonna tell you when I when I bomb on stage, I leave on a whole nother name. So <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm Chad. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Chad, suck. <laughs> How? What is the worst heckler? Do you have hecklers? Any of you? Because I am very oh, lucky. Yeah. I have very few hecklers. I have people that interrupt the act by screaming because at this age, I love you. I've always loved you. Uh, they still are ruining your act, but they're ruining it in a nice way. But I, it's been a long time since someone said, you know, get out of here, you filthy bitch. I mean, that's been at least not since my marriage. So I can't remember. <laughs> but have you had hecklers? We have no, one minute. I, I've always had hecklers. I don't know. I mean, I've, you always have hecklers or whatever. What I don't get are panties thrown on the stage. How does that happen in comedy? Like, I'm trying to figure you that out. A straight comic is very sexy. I'm surprised. <laughs> Meanwhile, the three of you, this is gone. This is flown by. I want to thank you so much. I've been speaking with comedians Dion Cole, Billy Eichner, Reza Farahan. If you see their names anywhere, Go. They've been on my show in bed with Joan, and they were absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And that's why I brought you guys on. Thank you so much for being. Also, let me do my own plugs now. Okay. Fashion Police. I'm on Fashion Police. 9 o'clock tonight on E. Golden Globe special on E. Monday, 9 o'clock. And, oh, Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best, fourth season coming back March 29th on WeTV. And uh, thank you so much. I had such a good time doing the show. Thank you, Leonard, so much. Uh, what can I tell all of you? Uh, please stay tuned. 
We have how much? We have 50. I have 10 seconds to say to all of you. I know it's a little late. Happy, healthy New Year. We should all live in peace and wealth.